Hello everyone, this is Tony Kramer, product specialist with RDO Equipment Company, and you are listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 54, and today we are going to be talking about some vineyard equipment. Before we get started, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook and Twitter and catch up on our latest videos packed full of information on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K. Now, whether you've been a regular listener of the show or you've only listened to a few episodes, we'd really love to hear your feedback. Consider leaving us a review for the podcast on iTunes. You can also leave a review on your iPhone or iPad if you use Apple's podcasting app. Now, we take your feedback seriously, so not only will it allow us to continue improving the podcast, but it will also help future listeners find this content as you rate us. So go out there and give us a review. We've got another great show for you today. I'm really excited to welcome Jeremy Smith, who is the sales manager for Vineyard Equipment here at RDO Equipment out in California. So thanks for joining us on the show today, Jeremy. To get started, I'd really like to hear a little bit more about you and your background and how you got involved in this industry. Yeah, thank you, Tony, for having me on. I I appreciate it. Well, I've got something that's going to be a little bit of a change of pace for you. I did not grow up on a farm. I had no ag background at all when uh, growing up. So I I know it's a little different than than, than most of the guests here on the show, but uh, I grew up in Draper, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake City. And I can tell you right now, if you would have asked my uh, skateboarding, skinny jean wearing self, you know, (laughs) that I would be working in ag at age 25, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have laughed in your face. But, you know, I worked my way into ag and I'll explain that here in a second. And I, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's an industry I want to devote my career to. And and I hope that's the message I can send to others who are who don't who didn't grow up on a farm that this is a, a career field that anyone can get into and it's very exciting and dynamic. But let me get back on track. So I uh, I attended uh, my undergraduate at Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. I got a degree in geospatial intelligence, which is just a really fancy way of uh, saying I got a degree in geography with an emphasis in remote sensing or aerial imagery. And after that, I uh, was attracted to the University of North Dakota's uh, aerospace program. It's a nationally renowned program and, and very well funded. So I ended up going there and I got a degree in space studies with an emphasis on unmanned aircraft systems. And during grad school is when I first got my first introduction into ag. My, my research was actually using unmanned aircraft systems or drones to provide remote sensing or aerial imagery of uh, fields during the growing season. And this was sort of the beginning stages of using drones for, for this purpose. And I published my thesis on, on basically the findings of the economic, social, and uh, technological impact of introducing drones into ag. And I can tell you right now, if, if you want a riveting read to unwind at the end of your day, you know, with a nice buttery Chardonnay and a bubble bath or something, you could go look at my thesis. It, it, it'll, you know, it's, it's a home run there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but after that, I was recruited from, by John Deere to work in their factory in Fargo, their electronic solutions factory. And I worked there for a year, and just as the leaves were starting to turn colors and the impending doom of a Fargo winter was, was approaching for someone who's, who's not from the Midwest, uh, my, my sweet wife politely asked, you know, are you sure you don't want to live somewhere warmer? <laughs> so we, uh, 
So I ended up, I knew audio equipment through working through John Deere. So I ended up looking up jobs in uh, Arizona and in, in Southern California. And I found a posting for a product specialist position. It really intrigued me. It was, it was new. It was technology in agriculture. And so I, I took a stab at it and I, I, I was uh, offered the position. And so sort of the rest is history there. We moved to Arizona. But with audio equipment uh, company, I have served a product specialist for a couple of years in Arizona. And then I moved to Salinas, California, when we sort of reinvested in our vineyard business, when I became our vineyard sales manager for California. Yeah, that is definitely a unique path to get where you're at today. I, I can honestly say I don't think I've seen many skinny jeans or skateboards in the ag industry, but <laughs> you, you never know what you, what you can run into. So it's really neat to hear how you, you found your way into what you're doing now Moving into what we're going to talk about here today, why don't you start out, Jeremy, by telling us a little bit about vineyard equipment and the operations involved in in vineyard growing? Yeah, absolutely. Just a quick background. So in America's vineyard and and wine market, California has by far the largest production. There are other states that are really coming online. You know, New York, Oregon, Washington are places where grapes are really starting to go in. But but California is certainly king as far as production. There's about 900,000 acres of grapes. 600,000 of those are wine grapes, with Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, Zinfandel, and Merlot being the top five varieties that you'll find. And Ardeo Equipment got involved in the vineyard business when we acquired some stores here in the central coast of California. And about two years ago, we really decided to reinvest and refocus on our vineyard business. And we established a team of employees that are specific to vineyards. So from part specialists to technicians to sales and even management, we have store locations that have dedicated teams. And right now we are currently operating out of three store locations with an expansion into a fourth store location here in the near future. And they all start with S, so it makes it easy. So we've got stores in Santa Maria, Salinas, Sacramento, and and hopefully uh, here in the near future in Santa Rosa, California. You talk about the audio equipment organization reinvesting in the vineyard work. Who are some of the manufacturer partners that we've decided to work with or maybe we've worked with in the past and now we're just rekindling that relationship? Yeah, we have three main manufacturers that we work with and they all offer very unique uh, equipment to vineyards. The first is Gregoire. This is a French manufacturer, and they are one of the one of the initial uh, producers of vineyard equipment, specifically harvesters. And they began producing a mechanical harvester in 1978. And they specialize in these these harvesters. They have a pull type and a self-propelled version, which we can talk more. Uh, and they also uh, specialize in sprayers, which can be mounted on their harvester or it can be uh, pulled by a tractor. Uro is another brand that we specialize in. This is a German manufacturer, and they began making vineyard equipment in the 1970s. Um, And their first harvester was built in 1982. They've got a very stout line of vineyard equipment from vineyard maintenance equipment all the way to harvesters and beautifully designed. They definitely live uh, up to the the German standards, very good products. And the the third is Blue Line Manufacturing. This is a, a Washington manufacturer, and they began in the 90s uh, manufacturing custom orchard and vineyard equipment, um, anything from sprayers to trailers to platforms to gondolas, which you can think of it as a, is like a grain cart for grapes. <laughs> um, but they manufacture a lot of support equipment. 
You talk about a self-propelled harvester. Now, I may not be too familiar with vineyards, but when I think of harvesting grapes in, in the vineyards, I'm thinking of people out there cutting the, the grape clumps or whatever you call them, cutting them <laughs> off the vine and putting them into a bag. A self-propelled grape harvester. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so self-propelled meaning, you know, it's got an engine and it, dri- it drives itself. So as you stated, you know, for thousands of years, grapes have been picked by hand, you know, and, and as the industry begins to see labor increases, and most importantly, it's not necessarily the increase in labor cost, it's actually a labor shortage. There's just too few people that are wanting to work in the vineyards or being able to find enough labor throughout the season. And so what that's led to is, is really a push in the demand for mechanical harvesting. So this is using a machine to get the grapes off and then into the bins and then eventually over to the winery for the tank. So a self-propelled machine has become very important because that allows one operator, so you know, so one employee to be able to hop into a machine and to, to pick grapes you know, independently with that machine. Of course, you have the harvesting of the crop, and there's so much more that goes into the harvesting and the producing of those grapes to make the wonderful wine out there. Let's take a step back and talk a little bit about the process of an equipment that we have to offer. What goes into an entire grape season as far as growing and maintaining that crop? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first after harvest, you know, it's time to get ready for the next year. So one of the first steps is pruning. And that's basically cutting back the excess growth from the previous season and allowing and and making space for the vine to produce new canes or new vines for the grapes to grow for the upcoming year. So pruning is a very, very labor-intensive activity. It's very hard on those that are in the field you know, actually making the cuts and pulling the canes out from the, the trellis system and the wires that are, you know, in the trellis system for the grapes. So we offer a product called a, a pre-pruner. And what this does is this actually either can mount to a Greg wire harvester, or it can be mounted to a, to a regular tractor. Hopefully it's a, it's a John Deere, if that's a good choice. But it can mount to that and it runs along the, the trellis and it cuts these canes. It breaks them down into little pieces. And that allows when the uh, those in the field go to, to work through, when they cut, it's a lot easier. There's not all this excess growth. The next after this, so once, once the season gets going and the sun is shining and the grapes begin to grow, there can be a lot of excess growth. And it's very important to maintain the shape of your vineyard row throughout the season. So we offer a full line of trimmers. And so what these do is these, they go through and they do exactly that. Or some people call them hedgers because they, they do just that. They hedge back your, your vineyard row. Uh, to give it a good, nice shape and allow the grapes to grow in the right spots. We offer three configurations of this product. We, a half row, a full row, so you're cutting on both sides in the top. And if you really want some high production, we have a double full row. So you're cutting two full rows at one time. After that, the next, the next portion is leaf removing. This can be very important in areas where there is fog or a lot of uh, moisture in the air. So basically during, uh, during the growing season, when the fruit starts to come in, you see these little baby clusters there uh, on the vines. It's very important to pull the leaves off in many instances right in front of the, that fruit zone where the fruit is at. So we offer a machine that, uh, that mounts to the front of a tractor or mounts to a Gregoire uh, harvester. 
and you run along your, your vines and it pulls those grapes off. It's got a fan system that pulls, excuse me, not the grapes, that pulls those leaves off right in front of that fruit zone. And it allows for airflow and sunshine. And this really helps reduce disease and, and really helps decrease uh, mildew, which can be a problem, like I said, in some high moisture areas. And during, during the growing season, spraying is, is very, very important. And in many places, there's quite a bit of spraying that goes on to maintain the health of the grapes during the growing season. We offer, Gregoire makes a very good sprayer, and this can be mounted on the harvester. So you actually take the harvesting head off and mount this sprayer, um, and, and it allows you to do four rows at, at one time through one pass. We also offer a pull type, which allows you to do three rows in one pass, and this is pulled by a, a tractor. Our, these Gregoire sprayers have some very, very good designs with, with some added technology that makes them uh, we believe superior to a lot of the other sprayers that you find in the vineyard. The first is the spray nozzle has a sheer blade design. Most of the sprayers that you see on the market now basically just spray, you know, the liquid forward. And it really does a very good job coating the outside of the canopy. But inside the canopy, and especially where the grapes are actually at, there's not a lot of good coverage. The, the Gregoire sprayer with this sheer blade design actually gets the spray, the liquid, in kind of a swirl pattern, a, a bit of a tornado, and that allows it to kind of swirl back into the canopy and really cover your entire vine. They also have standard uh, rate control, which believe it or not, most vineyards, are, the, the vast majority of vineyards are not spraying with rate control. And this is something we're very proud of that Gregoire offers as a standard feature um, and something we're help, helping to introduce into the market to ensure we're spraying the right amount of product throughout the entire vineyard. And Gregoire has a very unique design with, with these durable booms. Vineyards, as you can imagine, um, if you just if you look at one running sprayers through with these booms hanging down in each row, it's very easy to, to run those booms into, into the trellis or making a turn or, or it's you know it's very often that sprayers are hit on things. And uh, Gregoire's boom design, they actually build their, their booms out of a uh, vinyl material, a lot like a, like what a river raft is made out of. And what these do is they actually fill up with air as you're spraying, so they become kind of stiff and hard. But it also allows, if you hit something, there's flex to it. So it allows less boom breakage. And if you do have a sort of a major impact, it's very easy to change out. We call them socks, but these booms, it's very easy to change these socks um, without damaging the entire spraying system. So the, and the last piece that we that we offer um, is gondolas, which like I said before, is kind of like a, a think of it as like a grain cart for, uh, for grapes, basically a big bin that uh, the grapes are dumped into. But we offer six ton and three ton capacities. And depending on your row spacing, you know, you'll need a different capacity. But these are stainless steel tanks to make them very easy to clean, very easy to maintain. And uh, these, these are very good products that are needed uh, here in the California market. And then we do offer a full line of discs and rippers and, and planters and a lot of your ground engaging implements as well. Bringing the entire crop cycle back around to harvest, kind of where we started there. One last question I had about the harvest. How do those machines work? Are these picking the, the grapes individually or are they cutting clusters off? How exactly does a grape harvester harvest those grapes? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Great question. So when a hand crew goes through they have these little knives and gloves and they actually cut off the entire cluster. So it's, it's kind of like the same thing you'll see in a store, you know, with the, with the table grapes that you buy to eat. That's what they're cutting off is the entire cluster. Now, uh, a harvesting machine is a little different. 
So these machines straddle the row. So you've got your wheels in inside of each row and the machine is going over the top of the vineyard row. Now, inside of the machine, there's a shaking system with rods inside that we call bow rods. Uh, they're kind of in a candy cane shape, about three or four feet long. And those move side to side very rapidly. And what those are doing is that is they're, they're sort of hugging the vine and they're shaking it right to left. And this is actually shaking the grapes off of the vine. Now, individual berries will fall, entire clusters will fall, and often you'll have leaves and even canes that are, are pieces of the vine that will fall into the system as well um, while it's doing the shaking. Now, at the bottom of the, the picking head on the harvester, there's a series of what we call catcher plates. Now, these are plates that are running along the bottom of that picking head, and anything that's falling off of those vines is going to be uh, land on these plates, and it's going to be rolled to the side of, of the picking head, both to the right and to the left side. On each side of the picking head, there are conveyor belts that take this fruit and everything else that falls, up to the top of the machine where there's a cleaning system, which we'll talk about in a second. But really all you want is the grapes. You don't want the leaves. You don't want the canes. You don't want the clusters and all the pieces that go along with it. So as the grapes start making their way up that conveyor, we have different cleaning systems along on the picking head. The first is a, a set of fans on the bottom. Now these are high volume fans. So their intent is to suck up at the very beginning the leaves and the canes and to spit them out the back of the machine. And as the fruit makes its way up to the top and drops onto a cross conveyor to get into the cleaning system, there's another set of fans. So this is again to try to reduce the leaves and any other products that we don't want other than the grapes. And at this point it now moves into uh, cleaning and stemming, and it goes through that with the intent of removing anything but the berries. We just want the berries and the juice. And there's two types of machines. There's machines that have tanks on board, so it carries the grapes until you dump at the end of the row. Or there's machines with an arm that are actually continuously dumping the grapes into those gondolas as you're actually picking in the field. It's great to hear that we at RDO Equipment have something to offer the grower for them to be able to do the sorting and cleaning before it gets into the brew house, or I guess whatever whatever you would call it in the wine industry, along with all of the cleaning and everything that goes into the entire crop cycle, I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier about, about finding labor and finding help to work. With everything that we have to offer, what are the benefits of use, utilizing this equipment in a vineyard? The, you know, at first in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, mechanical harvesting was sort of looked down upon or frowned upon in the industry because of the damage that the equipment did to the vines or you weren't able to tell the story, uh, you know, in your tasting room about how the high quality of a hand pick or hand maintained vineyard. And that has really changed as this equipment has added, you know, increased technology and really, really, really utilizing all of the advances on electronics and, and machinery that you can get the same types of quality from a machine and using different types of machines throughout the growing season and especially during harvest time. You know, even now we have customers that have used um, handpick as their primary method that are now seeing the cleaning and uh, sorting systems on these machines and are amazed at the product that it's able to produce um, comparable to a hand pick. 
if any of our listeners out there wanted to learn more about this equipment or maybe they wanted to talk to somebody, maybe they're they're out there in California in the vineyards, where can they go? Who can they talk to, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I think uh, if you want a quick reference, rdoequipment.com, we have an entire uh, section of our of our website devoted to vineyards uh, where you can find information on these products as well as contact information. And, and I think the easiest way uh, for, for folks to get a hold of us if they want to learn more, to, to look at the uh, vineyard products, is to contact your local store and, uh, you know, ask for one of the vineyard specialists and we'd be sure to give you a call and, and we'd love to contact you and talk to you about the, the products that we offer. That's great. I'd just like to thank you, Jeremy, for sitting down and taking the time to to teach me as well as our listeners a little bit more about vineyard equipment and the process of growing the grapes. I know now I'll I'll have a newfound respect when I sit down with my next glass of Pinot Nior or Merlot that there's a lot of technology and a lot of great equipment that goes into growing these grapes. Yeah, absolutely. This podcast was produced and edited by Nate Dorsey. Visit rdoequipment.com slash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you've missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Android devices so that you'll never miss out on the latest news and technology from RDO Equipment and John Deere. If you really like this podcast, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any of the other social media platforms that you are using. You can also connect with me on Twitter at RDOTonyK, that's at R-D-O-T-O-N-Y-K, where you can tweet me questions, episode feedback, or ideas for future topics to cover. Please join us next time on the Agriculture Technology Podcast.